God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show, and we want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, we had a pretty big weekend here, so I mean, we're looking at uh, how things are unfolding, and uh, it's true. Biden is really uh, going <laughs> going gangbusters when it comes to reversing the Trump agenda, and it's uh, a little bit scary to watch. Uh, when you compare the charts of how many uh, um, EOs, elect- EO, um, uh, executive orders that he is putting out there, it's uh, pretty pretty amazing. It tops uh, even Obama in terms of executive orders, uh, ruling by fiat, executive fiat, instead of uh, working with Congress. So that's what that's what. Uh, the Biden crew is doing. And we knew that they would do it because Biden's not running the the country. There's a lot of indications that indicate that Biden's not in charge, that, you know, he's got the whole Washington establishment elite in charge. And uh, I've always had it. This is somewhat unique, but I've always thought that it, it is the spooks outside of the uh, bureaucracy that really run the show in Washington for the left and for the deep state. And when they're unhappy, there's almost nothing you can do to stop them. Uh, They have so much power and control and influence. And I'm talking about the people, uh, whether it be the lawfare blog or the uh, uh, Brookings Institution or the Atlantic Council a lot of these organizations, they get heavily funded to the tune of their billion-dollar entities. They have, you know, just like those, the, the Harvard endowment is in the billions of dollars, and yet they still want government aid. They know how to play the system. They know how to spend other people's money, and they know how to destroy a person or compromise, get dirt on people, and... There's a lot of that. You know, it's it's not about 
your word versus my word, pat on the back. Uh, it's not a gentleman's agreement or a handshake. It's always about coercion or playing both sides and in Washington, um, where you've seen gamblers gamble on black and red. And somehow they have a formula where they're guaranteed, based on some of the numbers and circumstances, they're guaranteed to win no matter what because they got the system rigged. Well, Brookings Institution is part of that cabal. You remember when Fiona Hill said, I got the dossier the day before it was uh, sent to press and before it came out, and there was a rush on getting the dossier, the Russian hoax, out there? And that was a situation where um, Fiona Hill had a friend at the Brookings Institution. And they were somehow connected with the National Security Council. And the National Security Council was connected with folks in the State Department, whether they be ambassadors like Marie Yovanovitch or uh, a whole host of other people. And you got Bill Taylor and George Kent and Eric Ciarmella, the whistleblower, and his attorney that wanted to start the coup, Mark Zaid, and Stefan Halper, the mole, the guy that wanted to be the deputy secretary of state and was grooming Carter Page and meeting up with Dear Love and, and working with Stephen Schrege uh, in London. And all of those different things were happening in the beginning of the 2016 election. Uh, spearheaded and financed by Perkins Coey and Mark Elias, the same guy that was rigging elections this year in terms of voter fraud. Well, he was actually part of the Russian hoax in 2016, making out, doling out payments to CrowdStrike, who was rigging machines, election machines, CrowdStrike. And when Seth Rich disseminated the information uh, about the fraud and abuse and the corruption, he had to go and he was murdered. And they never did find that murder. And yet there were so many anomalies with the D.C. police. You know, not it was kind of an unusual thing that I, I learned, but they, there was a, it had been years since they had not been able to solve a case that involved a white person being shot in the street. And I, I didn't know what, why they went with skin color, but, but that was a, a little factoid. I remember when I was researching Seth Rich. And the idea was also that these cameras on these ATM machines were turned off. And then you had the ballistic tests that were sealed. And there was, so, there was rumors about ATF and DEIA and Rod Rosenstein in the Maryland office as a U.S. attorney that was going into that. There was talk about Maria Butina and the connections that she had with the with the USB flash drives in Seth Rich and America University and Craig Murray, the speech giver that was Julian Assange's right hand man. And you know, I bring all this stuff up because we're we're really not that far removed from 2016 and what this is all about. This coup that's going on right in front of us so blatantly with the mainstream media in the tank for one party over the other, the big tech censoring everybody, and uh, they have taken off the veil. It's, it's no longer, you know, we see the puppet master. The, the, the curtain has been pulled. 
we see that the puppet master is pulling the strings. It's like the Wizard of Oz where you see all those machine levers behind the curtain, the man behind the curtain. And if it wasn't for Donald Trump, we wouldn't have known what was behind the curtain. We wouldn't have known how the system is rigged and how it works. But we do know now. And it's interesting that Julian Assange didn't get that part in. But, you know, there's a lot more in play right now. <clears throat> and the main, mainstream media doesn't much care. Because I guess they're not getting their money. Uh, well, they're going to keep their ad dollars, actually. They're going to keep their ad dollars, but they're not getting their listeners. Just like the president uh, uh, that's currently s- sitting in the White House. President Biden puts out a YouTube and big tech is actually, they're getting, he's getting more dislikes than likes on a, on a tweet, on an Instagram. And in fact, they can't even get more than a million Instagram followers. So what they did was they mandated somehow that you follow the White House on Instagram and on YouTube, on a video, there was <clears throat> more dislikes than likes. And so YouTube had to change their change it. So at 3 p.m., he had like 15,000 dislikes, thumbs down. And then 7 p.m., four hours later, he had 3,000 dislikes. How did he drop 12,000 dislikes? Well, the same way they did it with the election machines. The same way they did it with the election machines is exactly. So they're rigging everything, everything, gaslighting, algorithms. You know, we uh, did that little test on Google where we were going to Google um, black families with children. And you would uh, the search result would be white families with children. And you'd Google white families with children. You'd get black families with children. And so if you're a black person that's looking for, you know, those photos, or if you're, you know, you're going to get something that's the opposite, it becomes a little bit like annoying. You're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes sense. The algorithms are twisted. And they're, they're twisted to gaslight you into thinking that up is down, down is up. And, you know, now it's become normal uh, for it to be an it or a them or a they. Uh, in terms of pronouns and who you are. Uh, it's, it's absolutely absurd, the world we're living in. And again, it's, it's all about, it's not about common sense. It's about mind control and manipulation. And that's exactly what they're doing. And in fact, the United, you know, Google's having its hands full right now because you have the United Kingdom it's actually taking it to task. They're taking Google to court to discuss and debate and to litigate the whole concept behind Google manipulating their population and trying to do this mind control game and getting people to behave a certain way. And that's not that's social engineering that could be very deadly, very problematic. What do you think was behind? The whole Hitler uprising, it was mind control and manipulation. The people that followed Hitler didn't know what Hitler was doing. They just followed him. They just thought, okay, we're going to be on the winning team. 
Some people say that that's exactly what was going on with Trump's supporters. And so when I just said that, liberal out there listening will say, well, that's exactly what they that what Trump did with his. No, Trump didn't do that. Because Trump was Trump wasn't being um, supported by every entity out there. He was fighting back. He was fighting back against the mass media, the big tech giants. He's the victim. Just like Trump wasn't the one colluding with Russia. It was Hillary that was colluding with Russia. So he's the victim, and yet the victim gets charged with the crime. It used to be that Democrats, you know, when they came up with the Me Too thing, and then Harvey Weinstein came along and ruined that for them. But it used to be that kind of thing where women were afraid to come forward when they were raped because somehow the powerful man at the top with the powerful attorneys uh, would, would smear the person's name and make the person who's the victim the villain. Oh, well, she had it coming to her. She was wearing loose clothing. She, she uh, played men for, for their money. And next thing you know, they smear her. She becomes the target of the aggression. Not only was she victimized once, but she was victimized twice. She was raped and, uh, through, uh, physically, and then she was raped in the system. And that was Donald Trump. He's been pretty much the target of the attacks since day one. And these libtards out there who can't see straight can't see it. They think that somehow they're holy and they're right. They think that they're smart because they know a little history. They know a couple of languages. But the fact of the matter is, is they are misguided by what's right in front of them. They're being manipulated. And we have so many pseudo-intellectuals that go to college these fancy schools, and they actually have these fancy ideas, but they're out of touch with really what's happening in, in America, which is the government should just stay out of our lives, stay out of our lives and allow us to live our life, allow us to live our life, build our fence, choose what school our kids go to, and have that freedom of religion. We ought to do right by our fellow neighbors. We ought to have that sense of community. We should be able to actually know who owns the hardware store and so many other things. We should have a relationship with our pastor. We should get to know the teachers. I, I grew up, you know, we had, there was PTA meetings. There was, um, you know, just, it was just a whole different, a different atmosphere. And, and, and the idea is this, is that so long as we start to globalize our country and, lose our, and open our borders and lose our identity, we forget where, who we are, and we, we are also erasing our history, and we forget where we've come from. And that is a dangerous place to be in our country. Young people don't know their history and I just got done saying about history. Yeah, that's great that you know your history, but use it. But keep your eyes open. You should know both. You should not only know your history, but you should also know what's right in front of you and what's happening. Open your eyes. 
stop drinking the Kool-Aid and realize that these fleet, these jobs that are leaving our country are the fabric of our middle class. And as I had said over and over and over over again on this show, you cannot have socialism if you have a strong, working, vibrant, independent middle class. And are we losing our middle class? And we were losing it before Trump. Trump was trying to bring it back. And they didn't have they couldn't have that. That that was where the damage was done. They were losing their way. That's why they needed the algorithm on steroids. That's why they needed the algorithm from hell. The algorithm associated with the fixing of the rigging of the election. They needed an algorithm that was unprecedented. And it's really what got them busted. But when you have a rigged system, you have a rigged party. You have a rigged justice system. Two standards of justice. Two kinds of Republicans. You know, people talk about a third party. And they're afraid, well, a third party would split our votes in half and we'll never win an election. Well, you already got that. You already got that right now. You got this third party that just won't do a doggone thing to fight back against the policies in government, like the election fraud. I'm going to just go ahead and share this story with you. Shocking, says the Gateway Pundit. The Democrats' first bill of 2021 is to lock in fraudulent election maneuvers and steal elections in perpetuity. The fraud in this past election was massive, the worst ever in recorded history, but it is nothing when compared to what the Democrats' Communist Party has in store for the future of the USA and the world. In their, in their first act, this Congress, led by true communists, apparently, is ready to pass a bill allowing all future elections in the USA to be run exactly the same as the communist regime in History. The populist press is reporting the first bill put together by this Pelosi led Congress will eliminate free and fair elections forever. Fraud will be the mandate, and Democrats, the kings of fraud, will win every election henceforth. The bill is labeled the Communist Democrats, uh, labeled by De- Communist Democrats, and it's labeled this. The name of the bill is For the People. Act of 2021. Below are the key aspects of the bill as noted by the populist press. Okay, so we have this. It says internet only registration with electronic signature submission. Now we know that there is these, uh, that Eric Coomer guy was a Trump hating fool, right? He was a socialist and he was the one in charge of Georgia and a lot of other uh, regions of the country. Uh, And he was controlling these things. So we know that it depends on who is in charge of the computer systems that makes a difference in fraud. You know, let's make it so. um, And if you don't think that that's the case, okay, then why is it that you have um, five, four splits on the uh, Supreme Court? Do they all, um, you know, when they're interpreting the Constitution, they're interpreting the Constitution. It's one set of documents. They're interpreting it differently. Why? Well, you know, it's not like Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a dummy. 
No, she was smart, but she had a, a, a completely different interpretation of what's what with the with the uh, with the case. And so she and Justice Scalia both have passed. Uh, they would they would go to the opera together, but they would see things completely differently. They weren't evil people per se. Some people might think RBG was really an evil person with some of the uh, things that she supported. But nevertheless, both scholars of the Constitution, and yet both came to the opposite conclusions. And that's the same with uh, liberals controlling these online Internet-only registrations with electronic signature submissions. Requiring availability of Internet for online registration, each state acting through the chief state. And by the way, that's what it was all about. You know what? I never saw so much uh, uh, register to vote as I saw in 2020. I saw more registrations to vote online, and it was done by Twitter. And it was done, the way it was done, it was done in consortium with each other. It was done in a coordinated effort. It was almost like there would be a pop-up on every post I would make on Facebook, which I'm still banned for another 20 days. So if, you're, if you miss me on Facebook, it's because they banned me on Facebook. I even had a secret alternative account, and somehow they figured out that I was trying to skirt around that, and they, they got me there too. So, so basically, I'm off of Facebook for another 20 days. I've been off for 30 days total. So anyway, the point is, and and that was for posting something about hydroxychloroquine. (laughs) We're going to play a Fauci clip here in a second. Um, But, um, you know, I can't even, you you know, the thing about online, you can't even say, I I found voter fraud and I I suspect this was fraud. I, I got it on videotape and I have an eyewitness and blah, blah, blah. And they say, nope. It's been established. There's no voter fraud. You can't post this. And if you do it again, we're gonna we're gonna cancel culture you, right? So they were pushing this voter registration like I've never seen before. And then it occurred to me that what it was was that they were trying to get these registrations. And I tell this story on the show, like creating registrations, like you would create an invoice. And you would never even mail that invoice out. You would create the invoice in your system, and then you would pay it with a credit card that's on file, and the money would go in the bank, the invoice was created, paid for, without ever leaving QuickBooks, right? Without ever leaving the the port, without never ever getting mailed. And what was happening is they found many thousands of cases where there was a ballot that was created and then received on the same day, which meant that it could never have been ma- you know, mailed, it could never have been folded, it could never have been signed by a person, and it was received. And in Wisconsin, they exploited COVID for 215,000 votes where they didn't have to go in or sign. And the other part of that is then if they needed the paper ballot for recount, they would print the ballot out. And it would ha- not have any folds. It would just be printed out on a printer. And then they would count it as a physical ballot. But where did it come from? Who signed it? So there, was there any signature verification? 
And I see, Julie, we're going to take that uh, call in a moment. Um, but uh, and then ban- number two, banning the requirement to provide a full Social Security number for voting registration. Why would they do that? Nationwide motor vehicle registration. Why? Okay, I don't have any problem really with nationwide motor voter registration so much. But I have a problem with this online stuff because they're creating all of these ballots by voter you know by um voter registrations that are virtual you could have bots creating voter registrations all going to bogus addresses without a social security number now we got to get the supreme court in here and set set as uh, set some rules otherwise we're not going to have a country i mean currently we have a we have a rigged system Biden waltzes in, acts like he's Mr. Integrity with his son, who's a crackhead, screwing, you know, uh, basically having sex with everything that walks. And and the thing about it is, is that Biden sits there with my name, my my name is a Biden. You know, the guy's a plagiarizer liar on the planet. Right. And he's acting like he's Mr. Integrity. Hey, listen, fat, you want to do some pushups? What an idiot moron right but he posts a video and he's got more dislikes than likes here's the most popular president in the history of the world 81 million votes folks and the guy has more dislikes than likes are you kidding me mr electric he couldn't fill three circles he never left his basement and somehow this is working out well for the country the country's never been so divided as it is right now and all trump ever tried to do was fight for love of country and unify the country by embracing uh, flag-waving, uh, patriot- patriotism, uh, saying the Pledge of Allegiance, offering up freedom of religion, and so many other great things. And yet, the uh, first matter of business for the Democrats, the morons that they are, decided to allow and release all of these illegals that are, that are being incarcerated or being detained, um, he's released them all. And it's like the catch and release on steroids. We've caught you. We're going to release you now into the system. You can now vote with this new voter system. And that's number one. Number two, we're going to have a moratorium on deportations. It's going to amount to millions of people getting voter IDs. And again, this is going to be a rigged system. You'll see Wyoming with Liz Cheney, uh, you know, uh, being become being a blue state. So we got the nationwide motor voter registration. 16-year-olds required to be registered to vote. Okay, so you're going to have 16-year-olds voting. All right, there you go. Nationwide same-day registration. Okay, same-day registration. That means on election day, you can register. Wow, that is amazing. Grants $25 million for using minors in election activities. So you could use kids to uh, help get out the vote. More children voters. Okay, so we need children to vote. You know, the ones that don't pay taxes. Yeah, we need that. This is what the Democrats want, folks. It's what the, the real smart Democrats support. You know, all those people with their fancy degrees, they support this stuff. And then they wonder why it is that these countries collapse. And then they figure it out and they scratch their head. You know, because they didn't like Trump's blonde hair or his tweet tweets. 
They were offensive. They were hurtful. Uh, he just doesn't have the same right integrity, right? It's just a bunch of bull prohibiting attempts to clean voter rolls on non-residents. So that was the other thing is Trump tried to do that. He got Rohrbacher from Kansas. Uh, everywhere they went, every state, it was an election integrity commission. And this happened in 2017. And they went out and they tried to get uh, purged voter rolls of dead people and people that shouldn't be on there, illegals. And they wouldn't do it. They refused to give over their voter rolls. And in some cases, the Supreme Court weighed in in Wisconsin and Georgia, and they wanted to purge those rolls. They never did purge them. They didn't even listen to the mandate of the Supreme Court. The courts really failed us this election uh, fraud season. Murderers and rapists can vote. uh, Mandatory early voting. So it's mandatory that you can vote early. Never, Never mind the fact that the Constitution says voting, the election should be one day and one day only for the election. Not a two day election, a one day election. We used to be able to get it done. We used to be a better country. And that's why when Trump said, make America great again, he wasn't kidding. Because we used to be able to do an election in one day. And people were patriotic and showed up to vote. And those people that were civic-minded had to get up off their coat, sofa, and, and go and vote. And the Democrats didn't like it because they had a lot of registrations from from. Uh, people that weren't civic-minded or productive in society, and they didn't vote. They were lazy. They didn't even know where the voting precinct was. So they just didn't vote. And some of those populations would be like low voter turnout. And the Democrats would lose a lot because they didn't have enthusiasm from their candidates. And right now, the Democrats are bankrupt of ideas. They got a whole bunch of geriatric people uh, like Jerry Nadler, who could barely walk down the hallway. Um, Chuck Schumer, who's wants to change America. And Nancy Pelosi. And Dianne Feinstein, 87 years old, just signed another six-year term for 2024. She's going to run. She'll be, uh, let's see, she's 87 years old now. And she'll be about 90 when she goes and runs for her Senate re-election. And she'll be 96 when her term ends. Hmm. Sounds a little weird to me. All right. So we're going to go ahead. And uh, Julie, uh, you're on the uh, Scott Adams show. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, After all, we all know that Biden got 80 million votes. So... What are we all complaining about? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that he has more dislikes than likes on everything that's posted. <laughs> anyway, I just I I listened to an interview this weekend with Giuliani and uh, Stephen Bannon, and it just lasted ten minutes. And uh, I just wanted to share it with you, and it may be it sort of revealed the reason why. There may be 170 million reasons why that the GOP wants to participate in impeaching President Trump. Uh, apparently, uh, Trump supporters between November 3rd and the, and January 6th gave 170 million dollars 
to help fight for his um, election defense. And as it turns out, according to Giuliani, they received absolutely no reimbursement by the GOP from any of their expenses that they did running across the country helping uh, work out voter fraud. fraud. Every single one of them got sniffed. And I believe what this impeachment is about, it's a grand theft, because currently right now, President Trump is running the GOP. If they impeach him, he will be forced to step down. Who will take his place? There's three different possibilities, Pence, uh, McConnell, or McCarthy, and and. They're all the major players in enforcing this impeachment. And I believe it's all about the theft of that $170 million. They didn't, they didn't give one cent to any of those people that ran across the country on our, on President Trump's behalf. And they fraudulently collected $170 million saying, oh, we need to collect. So the, the whole thing was all a grand fundraising scheme, and then they they decided, oh yeah, now we can throw Trump out. We we have all his money. Now uh, let's let's use it for the next voting cycle, and that's what this impeachment is about, I believe. Yeah, well, you know, um, Gateway Pundit and Daily Mail wrote a lot about this, and they said President Trump is drafting enemies list of dirtbag Republicans to primary. Uh, and by the way, uh, he uses the word I use, dirtbag or scumbag. But, um, you know, yeah. this was the idea we had. We already did this. We started org. So check it out. Um, yeah. The white the site, site's not developed yet, but we have our mission statement up there. And we started this weeks ago. Uh, it's called org, And we are also going to incorporate buglecall.org. Uh, with two different entities. Uh, we're assembling our board right now. Um, but the idea behind it is not to start a third party. And a lot of people are uh, getting confused. When Trump is talking about the Patriot Party, what he's talking about is the primaries. So I want to uh, share this with you, Julie. It says, uh, President Trump is drafting an enemies list of dirtbag Republicans to primary, is moving forward with plans to create a Patriot Party for the people. Now, Vice President Mike Pence betrayed President Trump and the nation when he refused to look at credible and serious election fraud allegations in the battleground states. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy both came out this past week and blamed President Trump for the riots at the U.S. Capitol. President Trump is also looking at starting a pro-America Patriot Party to represent the people and take the corrupt Republican and Democrat machines uh, back, you know, take them, uh, take them out. The Daily Mail insists Absolutely, Trump, but, 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 but hang on, I want to get to return that money yeah. because they collected yeah. it, $170 million. They collected on false fraudulent claims of fighting for, uh, no, I, I agree. Fraud. No, I agree with you there. They donated to the leadership, uh, thinking the leadership was going to help them and they, the leadership was going against them and I, they got, they were, they were defrauded. They should get their money back. But let me just check. Let me just get to this next part. The Daily Mail insists Trump is making the move to protect him during the impeachment. That's the key uh, little twist. The Daily Mail insists Trump is making the move to protect him during 
the impeachment. This is doubtful. If Republicans vote to impeach President Trump based on media lies, there will be no Republican Party left. Then again, the GOP is that arrogant and stupid. So there is also the Palmieri report and the Daily Mail are both going on this angle that says um, that Trump is doing this to try to hold the Republican coalition in check to prevent them from impeaching him. I disagree. I, I think that it's twofold. That That's not a bad strategy, number one. But whether Trump runs again or not really hinges upon uh, a few votes in the Senate. And right now you got Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, all the usual suspects. If you have Mitch McConnell and his coalition, um, you're pretty much done, right? So I think they need a supermajority. But here's the here's the kicker. Um, so that means they need 60 votes. Um, but here's the kicker. If they do it, the GOP is done. It's, it's absolutely kaput. It will be completely destroyed and, and God, God, God help them, right? I mean, at some point, if the GOP votes to impeach President Trump and President Trump can no longer run as a, uh, to be president in 2024, then his plans will shift. And he'll start a TV network. He'll start a Patriot Party, yeah. and he'll he'll basically use Patriot Party as a weapon to split every single uh, GOP race. Now, right now, if he just targets the primaries, that's exactly what MAGAPAC, that my organization's doing, uh, which is we're going to be targeting candidates that are rhinos that are sitting in office. We're going to primary them the hell out of office. And what we're going to do is put into place a Trump's, uh, an America first agenda candidate. That's great. Okay, we want that. And then the GOP is going to have to finance that candidate, whether they like it or not, or we'll go after the GOP. And I think that's where the Patriot Party is going to be. Same place. We have witnessed the evil at the highest level at this point. Right. And, and it is so rotten to the core that that they would be involved in this and the fact that it goes all the way up to pence it is it is just so mind-blowing to to witness this it's just hard to understand yeah well you, you know you gotta you gotta question why you gotta hold uh trump you gotta ask the question why did trump hire pence in the first place he was not even on my radar when trump picked pence and my first question was why and I, I, my answer well, to that was I understood that what he was trying to do was he was trying to put out the olive branch and he was trying to actually do the right thing for the country. So President Trump was basically trying to say, OK, look, I'm willing to compromise and I'm willing to meet you halfway. I'll put Pence in. He could work with Congress and he can work with. Uh, and at the time, you know, let's, let's not forget, we had Bob Corker, Justin Amash, Jeff Flake We in the Senate. We had um, uh, and Justin Amash was in the House. And we, we also had Paul Ryan as the speaker. So don't and Mitch McConnell over in the Senate. So don't forget the playing field was different then. And um, and you had a lot more rhinos in Congress when Trump took office, then he then are in there now. And right now it's just the last bastions of that. Um, so we have made a lot of progress with Trump. Um, we just need to finish the job.
remember at the beginning with uh, the Russia hoax, it, it it there was a story that went around that members of the cabinet were trying to collude to take Trump down for the 25th Amendment. And we all tried to guess who may have been the players. Maybe, and Pence was uh, in that room. Yeah, that's what I've, it seems like, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. In in Mattis and and T- yeah. Rex Tillerson. Well, Mattis is a Bilderberg guy. That it, it was, yeah. It all seems that it's now pointing to Pence. Right, right, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, that that anonymous um, report in the New York Times wasn't Pence. Now, remember when they used the word oh Lodestar yes. in the anonymous letter? Yes. And uh, and then oh. someone came out uh, afterward that was a bogus person. Um, I actually happen to think that it, it now it could be Pence because uh, of the use of the word lodestar. Uh, the person who admitted that they did it may not be the person oh. who did it. Oh, hey, and and what about that? Um, remember they interviewed that you uh, had played about a month and a half ago, two months ago, the interview of that Chinese uh, general who was saying that he had people infiltrated to the highest level yeah. of, of our government. Yeah. What if that is also he's referring to Pence? And I, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but it all kind of fits together, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Julie. And uh, we have a couple of clips oh, no, we're going to be I'm playing sorry, the show. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to monopolize. No, I apologize. No, no you're hey, not monopolizing. Thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, in any case, um, you know, that in, that's an interesting play about the um, Trump and the Patriot Party and Trump uh, focusing on primaries. Um, but the Daily Mail seems to think says Trump is drafting an enemies list of Republicans for the Patriot Party to challenge in primaries. Okay. I agree with that wholeheartedly. That's exactly going to be the story of the next two years of my life. Um, and already has 70 million in campaign cash on hand as he plots to squeeze GOP senators to avoid impeachment conviction. Trump is uh, repeat reportedly pushing forward with his plan to create a new Patriot Party, believes it will give him leverage in Senate impeachment trial next month. Now, they just made that part up. I, I actually think it's probably true. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out, but he is already drafting an enemies list of Republicans to target in primaries. Reps Liz Cheney and Tom Rice, Governor uh, Brian, uh, Brian Kemp, and Senator Lisa Murkowski are all on the list and can face Patriot Party challenges in 2022. <clears throat> Sources, well, because senators are up every six years, but Murkowski's up in 2022. And there's been some talk about um, uh, uh, a few uh, potential uh, people that are jockeying for position for the S- Senate run in, in um, Alaska. I'm trying to think of the... Uh, of a McCain's vice presidential uh, candidate, I c- I can't remember her name for some reason, but you know you know who I'm talking about. Um, sources say Trump already has seventy million in campaign cash. His campaign raised millions after election day on his challenges to the results. We'll do something, but not just yet. Anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think that Trump is really great at creating leverage for himself, and. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I want to play a couple of things. 
um, some 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 clips. Uh, there's this one though with Dr. Fauci that's just absolutely uh, telling. It's um, it's crazy. In fact, uh, this is uh, Dr. Fauci, and he is Sarah Palin. <laughs> Thank you. I knew somebody would write in. All right, um, Sarah Palin. I don't know about her, but uh, I like her. She, she's a patriot. But the point is, is that when when she was asked those questions from Kathy K- K- Katie Couric uh, about like what does she read and what justice decisions were important to her, and she couldn't really rattle it off. She was kind of like owned by Katie Couric. I just thought, man, that was weak. You know, that was that was weak. Thank you, thank you, Lynn. Kelly from Florida for that Sarah Palin tip. All right. Um, and getting a lot of texts now. The strategy to primary rhinos. Oh, let's see. Let's see. If, let's see what this one is. Um, good morning, Scott. The strategy to primary rhinos out is a great idea. However, unless and until we break away from electronic voting machines. I agree with you there. Yeah, the voting machines. All right, let's take a listen to this uh, Dr. Fauci on Rachel Maddow. Tell me what, if this guy, how could you take this guy seriously? The guy is a joker. Like, like you know, when you open up a deck of cards and you got the jokers, uh, you throw them out. I mean, this guy is an absolute stunning buffoon, okay? But listen to this guy. Uh, test assess, Rachel. I've been wanting to come on your show for months and months. You've been asking me to come on your show for months and months, and it's just gotten blocked. That's, I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. It just got blocked because they didn't like the way you handle things, and they didn't want me on there. I mean, it was so clear when we sent it down. Why would you want to go on Rachel Maddow's show? Well, because I like her, and she's really good. It doesn't make any difference. Don't do it. I don't think you're going to see that now. I think you're going to see a lot of transparency. You know, you might not see everybody as often as you want, but you're not going to see deliberate holding back of good people when the press asks for them. I mean, we were assured that that's the case. You know, and that goes along with what you were mentioning before about different types of pressures that are put on. Uh, it, 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 it was a tough situation. It really was. That's that. So that shows his true colors, doesn't it? That shows his colors right there to me. Dr. Fauci, what an what a what a joker that guy is. Right. I mean, that guy is an absolute joke. Rachel Maddow, remember when she came out with Trump's taxes and released them on air and there was nothing wrong with them? Remember when she said um, the jobs numbers are going to come out and they're going to be terrible and next thing you know, they're the be- better than expected? Um, you know, she was an anti-Trumper and she was wrong all the time. Even if Trump could win all the blue states and all the toss-up states, he'd still lose? What an idiot, moron Rachel Maddow is. She's wrong all the time, and yet her numbers are growing thanks to Fox News shooting themselves in the head. Uh, But that's just the way it is, right? Fox News, whoever's running the show at Fox News doesn't know what the heck they're doing. Anyway, we're going to we're going to also I want to play this um, Rand Paul discussion with George uh, Stephanopoulos. Let's take a listen. 
Now, Paul, let me begin with a threshold question for you. Uh, this election was not stolen. Do you accept that fact? Well, what I would say is that the debate over whether or not there was fraud should occur. We never had any presentation in court where we actually looked at the evidence. Most of the cases were thrown out uh, for lack of standing, which is a procedural way of not actually hearing the question. There were several states in which the law was changed by the Secretary of State and not the state legislature. To me, those are clearly unconstitutional. And I think there's, a, there's still a chance that those actually do finally work their way up to the Supreme Court. Courts traditionally and historically don't like to hear election questions. But yes, were there people who voted twice? Were there dead people who voted? Were there illegal aliens who voted? Yes, and we should get to the bottom of it. I'll give you an example. In my state, when we had a Democrat Secretary of State, she refused, even under federal order, to purge the rolls of illegal voters. We got a Republican Secretary of State, and he purged the rolls. But, Senator it Paul, does I make have a to, difference, I, and those things I, I have, have to, to stop occur. you there. there no, no, no election is perfect, but there, there were 86 challenges filed by President Trump and his allies in court. All were dismissed. Every state certified the results dismissed. after investigations. Not, not for, not for, count, yeah, but after not investigations, for counts, they were and recounts. The De Department of Justice, led by William Barr, said there's no widespread evidence of fraud. Can't you just say the words, this yeah. election was well, not what stolen? What I would suggest is... What I would suggest is that if we want greater confidence in our elections, and 75% of Republicans agree with me, is that we do need to look at inte election integrity, and we do need to see if we can uh, restore confidence in the elections. Well, 75% of Republicans agree with you because they were fed a big lie by President Trump and his supporters who say the election was stolen. Why can't you say well, I think where President you make, Biden I think, won I a think legitimate where you and make fair a election? In, uh, hey, George, 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 where you make a mistake is that People coming from the liberal side like you, you immediately say everything's a lie instead of saying there are two sides to everything. Historically, what would happen is if I said that I thought there was fraud, you would interview someone else who said there wasn't. But now you insert yourself in the middle and say that the absolute well, fact is that everything I'm saying is a lie. Well, because, I Senator, I said what the president the said was a lie because he to. said, hold we're on a second. To. He said the election was stolen. This election was not stolen. This the results were certified in every you're single saying, state you're after saying, counts you're and saying, recounts. You're saying that absolutely it was, you're saying there was no fraud and it's all been investigated. And that's just not true. So it's not what I said, sir. I said the Department of Justice found no evidence. Let me, Let me finish. finish my point. No, you say you said lie. something that was you, not true. You say we're all liars. You're just simply saying we're all liars. And I said it was a lie that the election was stolen. Premise that you're right and we're wrong. Well, let, no. Well, let's let's talk about the specifics of it. In Wisconsin, tens of thousands of absentee votes had only the name on them and no address. Historically, those were thrown out this time. They weren't. They made special accommodations because they said, oh, it's a pandemic, and people forgot what their address was. So they changed the law after the fact. That is wrong. That's unconstitutional. And I plan on spending the next two years going around state to state and fixing these problems. And I won't be cowed by liberals in the media who say, there's no evidence here, and you're a liar if you talk about election fraud. No, let's have an open debate. It's a free country. It, there's, there is no widespread evidence of election fraud that overturned the results. That was stated as well by the Department of Justice, led by President Trump's attorney general. In Wisconsin, there were counts and recounts. Actually, was the never studied. That, even were that's certified. not true. Even that's not true. Even William that's Barr not said true. that directly. Barr said that. But there was, yes, 
He said that, yes, that was a pronouncement. There has been no examination, thorough examination of all the states to see what problems we had and see if they could fix them. Now, let me say, to be clear, I voted to certify the state electors because I think it would be wrong for Congress to overturn that. But at the same time, I'm not willing just to sit here and say, oh, everybody on the Republican side is a liar and there is no fraud. No, there were lots of problems and there were secretaries of state who illegally changed the law and that needs to be fixed. And I'm going to work hard to fix it. And I won't be cowed by people saying, oh, you're a liar. That's the problem with the media today is they say all Republicans are liars and everything we say is a lie. There are two sides to every story. Interview somebody on the other side, but don't insert yourself into the story to say we're all liars because we there, some fraud there, in there, the election. There are, not, there, are not two, there are not two sides of the story. This has been looked at in every single state. The election oh, sure there are. certified there are in every There are two sides to every state. story. George, you're forgetting who you are. You're forgetting who you are as a journalist. If you think there's only one side, you're inserting yourself into the story to say, I'm a liar because I want to look at election fraud and I want to look at secretaries of state who illegally change the voter laws without the permission of their state legislatures. That is incontrovertible. It happened. And you can't just sweep that under the rug and say, oh, nothing to see here. And everybody's a liar. And you're a fool if you bring this up. You're inserting yourself into the story. A journalist I'm, would hear both sides, and there are two sides of this story. I'm, sta- I'm standing by facts. There are not two sides to facts. I did not say there, that this was a perfect election. I said it was. the results were certified. I said it was not stolen. It is You're a saying lie to people say are liars. You're stolen. saying people are liars if they want to investigate what happened in the election. Shouldn't That's we not investigate what I said. the fact that tens of thousands of absentee ballots did not have addresses on them and normally were disqualified, but this time they were counted? Should we examine that? I don't know whether it affected the election or not, but I have an open mind. And if we actually examine this, we find out it didn't. That's fine, but it still should be fixed. There, there's, there can be more investigations. The investigations that have taken place have shown there is not enough fraud to change the results of this election. That has been certified by every state. It was stated by the Justice Department and the Attorney General. And I accepted the state certifications, but it doesn't mean that I think that there wasn't fraud and that there weren't problems that have to be investigated, and it doesn't mean that the law wasn't broken. I believe in Pennsylvania they broke the law, and I believe if that ever would get a real hearing in the Supreme Court, it was denied for standing. It wasn't actually taken up. If it were taken up, I do believe that the Supreme Court would overrule and say that they did break the law illegally. And that's pretty much it. Uh, we uh, tomorrow are going to play a clip that we wanted to play today. This is uh, by uh, Steve Hilton, and it's kind of an interesting um, uh, 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 statement he makes about hydroxychloroquine and Dr. Fauci and things that just don't add up. Um, Dr. Fauci apparently funded the, st- the, st- the data studies that were put out there to do the things that they did so there's a definitely a conflict of interest also one late late breaking post um rudy giuliani is now being sued by dominion along with Sidney powell uh to the tune of 1.3 billion dollars for these voting machines bring on the discovery okay it'll be their worst nightmare when they bring that case we'll see what happens uh you're listening to the scott adams show we want to thank everybody for tuning in today and we'll see you next time on the radio bye-bye now Bury my kids right up to their 